on today's Into Your Head number 712, How Deja Vu Works, Plumbing for Phlegm Disposal, Dealing with Strangers, Fingers versus the Media versus Stopping Wars, and lots more. always been a great believer in the dictum don't make a podcast if you have a heavy cold but if it's been going on for a good few days now and you don't want to just put out nothing uh, then do a podcast uh, with the dregs of your cold as your cold is fading out uh, then I suppose have a go at it just remind the listener that you're not completely up to speed uh, in your uh, post common cold uh, state yet and that your voice sounds a bit disgusting absolutely disgusting although maybe you should sell it better than that uh, you should say uh, I'm over the bulk of my cold now it's all downhill from here or is it uphill is uphill the one where things are getting better or is it downhill because downhill means it's getting easier uh, maybe it's both maybe it's uh, you're going uphill in terms of your health uh, that, and therefore downhill in terms of your the easiness of being able to do stuff well uh, that's how they have multi-story car parks you go up uh, you go up one side and down the other you can go up and explore half of each level on the way up and then you go down the down ramps all take you down through half of the other level and by the time you get down to the bottom level again if you haven't found a parking place uh, then that means the business is doing very well hopefully you're uh, one of the investors in that car park and not someone who's looking for a parking place because uh, if you are then then it's all good it's all good uh, anyway we've a lot to get on with today items that need to be attended to issues that need to be addressed topics oh topics we've got lots and lots of topics we're positively booming to the seams with topics we've got topics coming out of uh topics coming out of this phlegm filled throat a uh, phlegm filled throat that's what we got here uh throat filled with phlegm uh, filled to the brim with phlegm although does a phlegm have a bottom on it like a well does i don't know because could, uh, could it be filled up then uh would it have to have something at the bottom to signify the bottom of the fill i don't know maybe it's like a a youtube on the toilet a u-bend and if there's water at the bottom of the bend then it's considered full and it doesn't have to be water around the other side of the bend i suppose uh but no no suffice to say as far as i'm concerned it's a phlegm filled throat uh we could argue till the cows come home about the technicalities of us uh, of us but the truth is uh, neither i nor you are qualified to speak on these matters unless you happen to have a uh, first class honours degree in uh, in anatomy uh, which I suppose is a chance you do you probably don't though I, do, I certainly don't as far as I know I think I'd know about it if I did or maybe, I would, maybe I'd be one of those absent minded scientists although they tend to work in fields like chemistry and 
physics and not in medicine. Thank Christ for that. You don't want an absent-minded practitioner of medicine in your uh, in your life. Uh, if you ever come, if you're ever in a position to select a medical practitioner to work in your life, uh, make damn sure to Christ as hell uh, that it's not an absent-minded one. Uh, especially, uh, well, especially any time. Especially uh, with everything. Uh, every, that's the same with everything. That's what people like to say. They say it's like it's like everything, which indeed it usually is. Uh, people say that to be safe. They say, oh, don't do such and such and such a thing. It's a bit like everything. Uh, it is indeed. Everything is like everything in this world. And that's why we feel a sense of uh, deja vu every five minutes of the day. It's because everything is like everything. And therefore, it's deja vu. Because uh, everything is like everything. Everything is just... A load of freaking electrons and atoms, and this is bollocks, isn't it? It certainly is. Uh, this is a load of bollocks. I haven't been well, uh, so give me a chance to get warmed up again. Uh, will we have a break? We will, gosh, because it's only been four minutes and two minutes and 49 seconds. I uh, don't like the way this is going, though. You can be damn sure to Christ as hell that I'm not happy with this content so far. So just know that uh, this isn't something I would like to stamp my name upon. To give me an official Neil from Ireland stamp and said, uh, stamp this on anything that meets your approval and that you would like to put out under your name or under the Into Your Head brand. I can tell you, you can be damn sure to hell as Christ I wouldn't stamp any of my official stamps on this. Uh, be a damn waste of maybe I'd uh, st stamp some and white dip the stamp in water as long as I wouldn't damage the stamp and do a water stamp uh, be like a temporary tattoo and that would give it the respect it deserves uh, it would be like an admission that I'm connected with this I'm responsible for this I'm not proud of it though so you don't you, you only use the ink when you're proud of it uh, but apart from that no uh, Christ I can feel the phlegm building up in my mouth I think I'm going to have to spit will I spit into the keyboard I probably won't uh, will I spit into this cup no maybe I'll go and spit I suppose I could spit out the window uh, but it's the front window when it's the weekend and there may be people out there uh, whose lives depend on no knowing that the person who lives in this house is trustworthy has that ever occurred to you it hasn't occurred to me either uh, but I like to preserve my reputation within the community so no I don't think I'll I don't think I'll throw up some phlegm out my front window on the on a Sunday morning if you don't mind me saying so I'll go and use the toilet like any normal person uh, now will I use the toilet or the sink that's that's an issue that's an issue that um, we're going to get bogged down in now uh, bogged down anyway two dogs walk into a Guinness production brewery plant one of the dogs goes straight up to the reception counter and says, Hello, I'm here for your oh, I'm here for your tour of the Guinness production brewery plant. And the man behind the counter says, Are you indeed? Are you indeed? And I'm supposed to know that how? And the dog says, You're not supposed to know that. That's why I'm telling you. And the man behind the counter says, Why am I not supposed to know that? Is it some sort of state secret? The dog, the government is bringing dogs around on secret tours of our brewery now, and we're not even, not even the person at the counter who checks it in is allowed to know about it. Is that it? And the dog says, I think we've got off to a bad star here. Uh, 
Galletti. How about I go out the door and come in again and we start this all over again? And the man behind the counter says, certainly, sir, that sounds like it might work. So the dog goes outside and then comes in again to the Guinness Brewery production plant and goes up to the reception desk and says, ah, hello, uh, I'm here for a tour of the Guinness production brewery plant. I'm a dog. And the man behind the bar says, I'm, you're, you are indeed a dog. Although, how do I know you're a dog here? Yeah, you look like a dog. You smell, I suppose what they say, isn't that the thing? If it smells like a dog, barks like a dog, looks like a dog, uh, talks like a dog, uh, has a has a, an online ticket that has printed off the internet for a tour like a dog, uh, then I suppose it's probably a dog. You can't, be, you can't, can't spend your whole life questioning things, can you? That's a question in itself, so maybe that disproves it. Maybe that's a no, you can, or a yes, you can. I don't know. You can get bogged down in that. I can tell you one place not to get bogged down in uh, questions of philosophy like that is a factory. Because the first thing, a factory safety and concentration comes first. You could be, you could be thinking about the, the meaning of the universe. You could be thinking so hard in here that you almost work out what the origins and the meanings of life are. But that won't help you if you fall into a vat of uh, Guinness head foam. I will not, because you'll drown. You'll drown. You'll have a better idea of where you go after you drown, but he'll still drown nonetheless, because uh, you weren't paying attention, because there's a time and a place for everything, and the dog says, I couldn't agree more or less with any of that, because I didn't understand the word of it, I'm a dog and the man behind the counter says that's okay, uh, your tour guide will be along any minute now uh, wasn't there two of you the first time, and the dog says, there was indeed uh, the other fella's still over there he never left, there was just me that went out and came back in again, uh, he he didn't feel he needed to uh, have a new start because he just sat there and uh, and he's not really normally part of the story anyway. And the man behind the counter says, this episode sucks monkey nuts big time. Do you know that? And the dog says, I'm inclined to agree. I'm inclined to agree. And my mouth is filling up with phlegm again. And the man behind the bar says, or behind the counter says, it certainly is. Sounds disgusting. Uh, you should swallow or something. And the dog says, I'm a dog. Dogs don't swallow, do they? Or do, or is it that they don't breathe? There's something they don't breathe, do that humans do do anyway. I forget what. And the man behind the counter says, oh, pretty much everything. Oh, although there's some things we do that you don't do. And there's some things that we don't do that you do. Such as, for example, pissing all over the floor. And the dog says, sorry about that. I'll mop her up with my fur. Uh, you can use me. Uh, stick a broom handle into me if you like. And use me to mop her up. And the uh, man behind the counter says, uh, certainly, young man, thank you very much. That's not really part of my job, but I let the cleaner know that you've made that offer. Uh, and the dog says, certainly, uh, certainly, 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 that's what they call them. They call them big, steaming, shit-eating, piss-poiling, harmonica-playing... 
Bongo's tapping over there. Uh, where you? I don't know if you can hear them from over there. I can, if I can reach them from over here and they're over there, surely to Christ he can... Because uh, the, the sound travels further than the human hand. I'm pretty sure of that. Didn't we, uh, didn't we have uh, Concord going at the sound of the speed of sound? So surely to Christ, if my arm can reach over and make that sound at the far corner of the table, then surely you should be able to hear that. If you can't, it means there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. Uh, you're faulty in some way. You're a faulty. You're like a faulty gold. Except, of course, if you're a faulty gold, we can just send you back and ask for a refund. Unfortunately, you can't do that with my listeners. You can't just say, this one's faulty. Can I have another? Because uh, iTunes will tell you, no, you can't. There's only a limited number of these to go around. There's 8 billion podcasts now. And you have to keep whatever, whatever you can get. You have to fucking keep them. You can't be fucking... They're not like trading cards where you can trade a few with Mark Marin. Uh No, no. It doesn't work like... The world doesn't work like that. And if you think it does, yeah, you're incredibly naive. Although if you don't necessarily think it does, but you wonder whether or not it does, and you just ask, does it? Uh, then you're just being sensible and inquisitive. You're just being like an inquisitive child, which apparently is healthy. It's healthy to be inquisitive, uh, even if it irritates the shit out of the the, the uh, adult in question. To be inquisitive is to be, oh, is to be a, a, a learner of life. You can go up to someone in the street and say, hello, what are you? And they could punch you and they'll get put, they'll get put in jail. And you, if you're a child, you get told, well done for being inquisitive. Just next time don't be inquisitive of strangers and they'll say well there's no point asking being inquisitive about someone you already know because there's nothing to learn <coughs> nothing to learn from them if, it, if it's someone who's not a stranger you already know everything about them oh, so there's no point in being inquisitive of a non-stranger that's why children go up to strangers and ask for t- questions they say I had, I had a child come up to me the other day and said uh, why are you just walking up and down the road and as a matter of fact I wasn't I wasn't just walking up and down the road I had passed the child and his friends once on my way to the post office box on the corner and a couple of minutes later I passed them again and they were too moronic to notice that I was no longer carrying a brown envelope. Uh, but no a stupid fucking children say why are you walking up and down the road uh, so I decided to ignore them because I don't believe in talking to strangers or children or uh, being a stranger I'm a stranger to them so I have no business talking to them either because if I talk to them then I'm leading them into talking to strangers they probably get put on some sort of a list for that. You get put on a list. Uh, here's a list of people who are strangers to the general public, although not to us, the police. They're known to us. Uh, that's the problem. Uh, you have to wa- not only nowadays do you have to watch out for strangers and keep them away for you, from your children you have to watch out for people who aren't strangers and who are known to the police and ju- uh, judiciary system because those are like strangers except they've been found and discovered to be of uh, of un 
uh, unpalatable, uh, what do you call it? You don't know. I used to be just, watch out for the strangers. The ones who aren't strangers are fine. Uh, all I'm saying is that life has got far too complicated. Uh, this is why I only have cats. Uh, you can't go wrong with cats. You just say, hello, cat. Uh, come here. Is it time to pet you yet? And they'll go either yes, it is, or no, it isn't. And then you go and buy them a chicken. And you put the chicken in the cats. And then they go asleep. And then they go out and explore the world. You get on with your day and you don't have to worry about how you have this crap. Christ, this is bollocks. This is the biggest load of bollock, bollocks I've ever recorded in my life. And if you're new to this show, uh, then it might be your fault. It might be your it might be your arrival here that has caused this. Anyway, on with the show. Now, uh, I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking today's episode is substandard. Uh, substandard. Uh, the standard is there. Uh, just at the top of my monitor there where my finger's resting. And my uh, the normal... No, the standard is there, and this episode is just below it there, which is appropriate, because my finger's on the screen, and the episode uh, is a, a currently uh, viewable, invisible form, has a graph on the screen, uh, a couple of inches below my finger. So yes, I suppose, if you want to be all literal about it, yes, today's show is substandard, uh, but what if I move my finger down here and put it down just at the bottom of the monitor, uh, then, the, then the show as it appears... Uh, on the software here in graph form uh, is above the standard. As you see, standards are movable. A standard is a movable feast. It's as movable as my finger. And even if my finger wasn't movable, I could just use something else to represent the standard. Uh, you see, these things, you can just manip- you can manipulate them just like everything in the world is manipulatable. Uh, just remember that every time you're looking at anything in the media or any uh, advertising in a shop or anywhere remember ask yourselves the following question has this been manipulated has someone oh has someone said this is the standard and just put their finger wherever it's suited to put their finger and then put whatever they're trying to promote uh, higher up than their finger so it's straight away it's above the standard and uh, obviously the finger is a metaphor there uh, unless of course uh, no I don't know uh, but no wherever the finger is uh, everything above that the say is above standard and everything below that is below standard that's how that's how easy it is to manipulate human beings just remember that and we're all open to that and open none of us is exempt or immune to that sort of thing so we have to keep our eyes open uh, keep our ears to the ground uh, keep our feelers out as a spider does as a spider that does that a spider keeps its feelers out feeling for everything uh, watching out for stuff sniffing the air like a cat uh, that's why we have senses you have senses so we can see what uh, where the finger is and what's above it and what's below it uh, all metaphorically of course uh, meta- thank christ we're the only we're the only creatures on this planet that can understand metaphors because if we weren't that would make it even more complicated you'd have cats going around talking about fingers and you'd still you'd ask them what do you mean by your finger you certainly don't mean a real finger as in the type we have because you don't 
don't have any. And then they'd have to explain to you what the finger metaphor meant to them, because I'm sure it means something else to them from their, from their view of the world. And oh no, and we're going to have the same problem if we ever mix with aliens. We're going to have that as well. I say, what do you understand the metaphor to be? And they'll say, well, I think a metaphor is like when you put the finger, you put a finger there, and everything above it is a metaphor, and everything below it is just doesn't exist at all to us because we can't, uh, our eyes don't go down that far. Unless, of course, you move our heads, I suppose, in which case you have, uh, you're looking at it from a whole new angle and everything changes. Uh, I can tell you, once you get into those levels of complications, uh, we're all going to just have to give up. We've probably been there before. We've probably had previous civilizations that got that, got that far and then just met, met aliens and cats and decided, fuck this. Uh, this is too complicated for us. Let's go back to the dinosaurs or we'll start a new Garden of Eden or something. I don't know. I don't know. I find it very hard to think about it today even with my, my ongoing common cold, which hopefully is relapsing and disappearing. Uh, I still got a mouthful of phlegm though. Uh, do you want a mouthful of phlegm? You probably don't. I don't. Don't worry about it. I have no way of transmitting it to you from here. Uh, I was just. I was just being. Oh, it's just being sharing. If I had a if I had a bag of crisps here or a bag of M and M's, and you were here with me, and I didn't say, would you like a crisp or would you like an M and M or I suppose two M and M's at least? Can you offer someone an M and M? I don't know. Are the, uh, do you need a pair of them for for it to be an M and M? I don't know. Anyway, no. If I didn't offer you one of these M and M's that I don't have here, uh, you think I was being rude. Uh, so the same goes for the phlegm and say do you want a bit of phlegm it's all I have at the moment uh, but I'm willing to share and of course I expect you to say no or no thank you uh, don't expect for one moment if, if you said yes to the phlegm I think you were being fucking weird I'd probably get up and leave the room although I wouldn't I'd tell you to leave the room because this is my fucking room in my fucking house uh, no offence. Well, let's just uh, uh, lay down a few ground rules here for a bit of manners. A bit of manners. That's a bit of manners gets you far in this life. Uh, that's why they're managing to hold back the whole Syria thing. Because uh, Russia and the Iman from America uh, got together and came up with a plan. They had a bit, of, a bit of diplomacy and manners. Somebody somewhere had a bit of manners and they translated into diplomacy. And now we're probably not going to have a war for a while yet. Isn't it great? You think it's all just about phlegm. You think it's all as simple as just not pouring your phlegm into someone's face. You think, what does that matter to the world? Well, to tell you, it matters a lot. It matters a lot. Uh, what's that song? It matters a lot. It matters a lot. Come on here, girl. We've got a lot. We've got a lot of love between us. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on to what we've got. Into your head. Do you like this programme? Well, it's about time you proved it. Search for Into Your Head in iTunes, leave a five-star rating and write a nice review under it. Do it today. It's been six years, you know. I'll be checking. I eat podcast listeners for breakfast, you know. Mmm, breakfast. Anyway, review the podcast in iTunes. It's important. Hash browns and toast, please. Remember, we value the opinions of you. The humble and ignorant listener. Email studio at intoyourhead.com. Support 
the podcastual arts at no cost to you. Just click through the Amazon link at intoyourhead.com whenever you go shopping for anything, even if you use Amazon UK or Canada. We'll take your weird foreign money here. We're not proud. Just visit intoyourhead.com and click on the appropriate Amazon banner. Two cats walk into a helmet factory. One of the cats goes straight up to the helmet factory production line and says, Hello, can I have one of your finest helmets, please? And the foreman says, Oh, we don't sell them here. We just make them. And the cat says, That doesn't seem like much of a business plan, if you don't mind me saying so. You're making things, but not selling them. Is that what you're saying to me? And the foreman says, No, no, we just make them in here. They're sold somewhere else. They get shipped off and distributed through a a sophisticated distribution channel. And they go all over the country. And if you go into your local helmet shop, I can tell you that's where you get one of these helmets. Go off to your local helmet shop uh, or get one online, I suppose. I don't know really very much about the real retail side. It's not really my thing. And the cat says, it certainly isn't your thing. It's not a thing. It's a concept. It's a concept. A thing is not the same as a I suppose it can be, but it's not. It could be, uh, but it's not. Uh, the concept, uh, uh, let's not get bugged down in that though. Uh, where do I get one of your helmets and where do I get compensated for travelling all the way to the helmet factory uh, which I uh, in good faith assumed would be able to provide me with a helmet in return for funds uh, but wasn't able to and the foreman says I think you need to leave now this is bad hygiene having a cat in a factory and the cat says it's not a frigging food factory it's a helmet factory and the man says I know it's not a food factory it's a helmet factory factory uh, but you can't be having there might be people buying these helmets who are allergic to cat hairs and if a cat hair gets inside their helmet while they're uh, while they're driving down the motorway at 150 miles an hour and they get distracted by an itchy nose because of your hair uh, then they're going to have a problem and it'll be our problem I can tell you and it'll be my problem I'll be held responsible I'll be on the police report it'll say uh, this fella crashed his motorcycle because there was a cat hair in it and we know which foreman was responsible for it as well because there's there's only four of them and uh, this uh, the helmet will have a batch number on it and you'll be able to trace uh, whose shift was on in the factory the day that helmet was made and uh, today will be the day that that helmet was made and it'll be your hair although you probably won't be held to account because you're a cat which I suppose is fair because if you run over a cat in the, wor- in the road you're allowed to just drive on without even reporting it. Uh, so I suppose it's fair that a cat shouldn't be held to account if a cat causes a human to have a crash. Uh, well, surely there must be some better way of doing it than that, you would think. And the cat says, I would indeed think that. I would indeed think that. I never thought of the hair issue before. Sorry about that, but I'm a cat. It's, a, it's the norm for me to shed hair everywhere. Everywhere I go, I shed hair, even if it's in a shed. Ho, ho, there's a 
little pun for you. And the uh, foreman says, that's not really a pun, though, is it? It's just saying a word that's like, that's this has two meanings, shed. That's not a pun. There has to be a bit more to it than that for it to be a pun. And the cat says, if you're not much of an expert on uh, written humour, uh, then why are you sitting here being the foreman in the helmet factory? And the foreman says, because this is what I'm good at. I'm good at it. I was able to spot straight away uh, a possible danger to our customer safety the minute a cat walked in the door. That's how good I am. And the cat says, I suppose I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. You do you do the job that you're good at. And if you end up in a job that you're good, well, are you happy? That's the question I have for you. And the foreman says, well, I'm not very happy at the moment. There's a, uh, there's a danger. There's an, an imminent danger to one or more of my customers while you remain here. And even when you're gone now, I'm going to have to check for hairs everywhere in case they somehow get onto someone's boots and then someone walks onto the conveyor belt and the hair gets onto the conveyor belt and gets into a helmet and the helmet gets sold to some poor bastard who's allergic to cat hair. Uh, are you, if you're allergic to cat hair, are you also allergic to, cat, to cats? How does that work, I wonder? Uh, well, let's not get distracted by that. And the cat says, I'm very sorry. I know where I'm, when I'm not wanted somewhere. I'll leave now immediately. And the foreman says, oh, good. You seem to be still here, though. And the cat says, I was, that was a prediction. I was pr- predicting that I will leave now. My prediction doesn't seem to have come true. It's very hard to predict the present. But I predict that at some time in the next few seconds, I'll leave. And then the cat starts to walk through the, towards the door. And then he says, oh, look, I was right. And the foreman says, oh, well done. Well done. You're obviously good at predicting what you're about to do. Why don't you get a job doing that somewhere? Uh, I don't know where you'd get a job doing that but good luck finding one and the cat says oh thank you very much thank you very much indeed Mr Foreman thank you very 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 much Mr. Foreman, how do I open this door? Oh, well, just push it, Foreman says. Uh, where did you get that song from? And the cat says, oh, there was a song uh, called Thank You Very Much, Mr. Eastwood by the retired boxer Barry McGuigan about his manager. Or was it someone doing, was it someone in character doing Barry McGuigan for a sketch show? It may well have been, I don't know. Either way, that's where I got it from. And the uh, uh, Foreman says, oh, I see. Are you still leaving? And the cat says, I'm almost gone now. I've managed to get the door open. Uh, Hopefully it'll swing closed behind me. And then I'll just sort of leave. I seem to be doing that now. I'm on my way out. I'm out in the car park now. You probably can't hear me anymore. I'm out in the car park. Uh, Now I'm out. Oh, I found something to sniff at out at the gate. I wonder what it is. I think it's half a sandwich from the local convenience store. I think I'll drag it home and try and eat it. Uh, I wonder, can the foreman still hear me? He hasn't answered in some time. It's probably good. I don't think he wanted me there. Uh, And the great... Night is had by all. Have some Mr. Correspondence uh, to, the, to be dealt with from Matthew, who, if I remember rightly, is in either Scotland or England uh, or somewhere like that. Although he seems to know a lot about Irish economic and politi- political history of recent times. Uh, judging by his first topic suggestion, uh, he's putting some clever misspellings. I wouldn't go so far as to call them puns, but he says, The phrase, been there, done that. 
but he's spelled Dunn as in the surname Dunn, D-U-N-N-E, uh, which is a rather clever reference to a property developer who everyone hates at the moment over here because uh, of various economic issues. Uh, I'm not going to go down that road of discussing depressing, depressing economic news and current affairs of my country. Matthew, if you don't mind, it's depressing enough where I turn on every time you turn on the radio every five minutes here at the moment that's oh uh, the people in the banks are coming round with an axe to get you and the people in the government are selling axes to the people in the banks and telling them they can pay for them later uh, in fact they're giving them the axes for free because the government owns the banks uh, by the way you've, mis- you've misspelled T-Shock Matthew now that's understandable because nobody outside Ireland knows how to spell T-Shock uh, T-Shock being the official Irish title of the Prime Minister uh, you spelt it in there. maybe that was a pun too if it is I don't get it so it doesn't work uh, nice try though nice try uh, now your second topic request uh, says miniature cacti uh, I presume that's some sort of a cactus that's small a cactus that's small enough uh, small enough to not notice so you could accidentally sit on it uh, basically it's a weapon a weapon of a weapon of uh, mass destruction except on the is there such a thing as mass destruction on a small scale? If you, have a, if you were to build up, say, a whole garden of bonsai cacti and vegetables, uh, have a little bonsai house in it and have some little tiny bonsai tree. Uh, maybe you could have bon- a bonsai lawn and a bonsai tree, let's say. And let's say you had uh, dwarf hamsters would fit in there as well. So you had a dwarf, little dwarf back garden, a miniature bonsai back garden. Uh, if you went in there with a miniature cacti, that could be a weapon of mass destruction despite it being very small. You could stab. Ah, you could stab everything in it with the cacti although would the cacti uh, grow in a place like that uh, obviously it would have to be damp for the grass and the vegetables to grow and for the hamsters to survive uh, a cacti probably only works in the desert or in a little mini bonsai desert that you probably recreated in your toilet or something by never flushing it That's how, how do you grow a miniature cacti in your house a thing that's designed to grow in a, a desert that's got no water or air or anything Ah, you probably have. Maybe you have a misused, uns- a no, no, no longer used ensuite toilet that's all dried up, and you plant them in there. Uh, but you never get, you never get any enjoyment out of you in there. If you're going to have a miniature cacti, if you're going to go to all that trouble and have a miniature cactus growing somewhere in your house, at least put it somewhere where you're going to get. Uh, this reminds me of my father. Uh, my father used to have an antique clock. He was very attached to. It was uh, hundreds of years old and uh, one day he decided he was sick of it being three seconds out so he brought it down to the clock shop and he said let me know when this is fixed and he went back every month for about eight months and it still wasn't fixed and he said feck this I want to enjoy this clock while I still can so he took her home with him knowing full well that it wasn't exactly in line with the atomic clocks 
uh, which they set show they used to tease us every night at nine o'clock on the television by showing us a clock that had the exact right time. It wasn't a real clock at all. It was a an electronic depiction of a clock that they had up on the screen on RTE one television, and they'd show the second hand going up to the twelve, and you'd sit. The idea was you'd sit in front of your own clock and set your clock by that. You'd say, "Oh, the television says it's nine o'clock." Uh, television, the media is more likely to be right about it than my clock, so I'm going to set my clock by that. Uh, but every day the clock would be a second or two out. You'd have to manu- A clock is no use if you have to manually move the hands every frigging day to get it right. Uh, but no, no, it's still there. Uh, that clock is in America now. It's going well. It's in that clock. That clock now resides in North Carolina, uh, which means it can be up to five hours uh, behind the correct time and still be correct. Uh, so there's less pressure on us. My brother brought her over to North Carolina. Actually, I was, wondering, I was wondering why he did that. Uh, he brought her over to North Carolina where he lives, so it has less pressure on it. It can be up to five hours t- uh, behind the normal time and it'll still be fine. Absolutely fucking fine. And his third topic here from at you is your choice of random vegetable uh, if it's a random vegetable then it can't be a choice that's bollocks anyway thank you very much indeed Matthew for that I'll treasure that because uh, it's filled up a couple of minutes on the pro- on the show uh, on the show on the show a couple of minutes of those ways of course there's plenty of ways I don't need you to fill up the show I'm not saying that I couldn't have done it without you but it helped thank you very much uh, I could have for example have just done this for five minutes I could have done filling up the show this is the way to go we're filling up the show filling up the show oh this is the way to go this is the way to go this is the way to go. Of course, there's more to life than filler. You can't just fill up everything with filler. I'm just minded to today because of my uh, phlegm-filled throat. I think I've done quite well. I seem to have constructed a, a normal length show despite having a throat full of phlegm, uh, which I think is quite an achievement for me. Uh, I'll have a go at doing another one uh, shortly, as soon as earthly possible, and then hopefully we'll get back to normal. We'll get back to so-called normal what we call normal sitting on a freaking planet whizzing through oh christ it's raining again uh trying to dry the fucking clothes i'm trying to do clothes drying and podcast making simultaneously and the rain pouring down from the heavens outside isn't helping this stuff reading in here so uh, if it would rain inside and not outside uh, i can record in the rain i can uh, I can't dry clothes while in the rain though so if it rain inside and be dry outside that would help although we say that but uh, really I'm only theorising it's not even real theorising it's fictional and we're not going to not going to make it rain indoors and not rain I, I've already lived in a house before uh, thankfully for a short time in which it rained indoors uh, but it was raining outdoors at the same time there uh, so you couldn't dry your clothes anywhere uh, 
WhatsApp, maybe on the radiators, or by putting them on top of a cla- uh, maybe we should, uh, maybe if he's, uh, in my day, he used to have a clothesline that was adjustable. You'd have a thing on a pole with a pulley on it. You pull at the pulley, and that would lower the line to make it low enough for you to uh, put the clothes onto it. Uh, then you'd pull at the other pulley, and that would raise the line high. Uh, if you got one of them, and you raised it high enough so that it went up, up above the clouds. Uh, now, that mightn't be. That might seem impractical at first. Uh, but if we did it as a community, if we had a communal clothesline uh, that we made, uh, I don't know, some sort of a net. Some sort of a net that was up above the clouds and we could all, it would arrange that it would be pulled down every three hours. The whole thing would be pulled down over our gardens and anyone who wanted to put out their clothes could put it on then and then it would be raised up again. And then we could have something as a community that we could be proud of that we've done together. Because that's what's missing nowadays, community. There's no community anymore. People used to have to go to the well. Uh, it was just like, you're a well. For those who don't know, a well in the old days was like the community version of the office water cooler. You'd go to the well with your big bucket uh, over your head and you'd go and you'd go ostensibly to fill up your bucket with water that you need to keep you alive. For we all you you weren't really just going for a water you were going to get the news because there was no freaking television in those days the only place to get the news was from the well uh, usually the town crier would be there too he'd be saying yo uh, hear ye hear ye uh, here's some news uh, the main news today is that the well is empty and then everyone would go oh Christ that's a wasted journey and then someone else who was more community spirited would say uh, a meeting between the members of the community is never a wasted journey uh, although admittedly now we're all going to die of thirst uh, if we don't get something done about it but it's a good job we're all together now we can have a little meeting and um, make some sort of plan so at least there's that uh, if we didn't have this community well system uh, we'd be all out on our own we'd be all out on our own up shit creek without a paddle and a paddle wouldn't even be much use because there's no water uh, but no everyone calm down and we'll figure it out has anyone got a loaf and a fish? I might be able to work something with those. Uh, we'll just have to figure out how to get some water to wash it down. Where will wine do? Uh, and then someone else says, "Well, if that fella behind me would stop whining, that would be a start." Because uh, I can't even think clearly. Uh, and then someone else will go, "Is this supposed to be a version of the parable of the loaves and the fishes from the Bible?" Because I thought we were just talking about wells. And someone else will say, you're allowed to meld a number of different stories in together. In fact, that's a good thing. If you're coming up towards the end of a podcast episode, uh, it's like, a, oh, it's like that thing in a symphony. You have a thing that, oh, there was that at the beginning of a symphony or the end. Maybe, oh, no, that's the thing at the beginning where you have a thing that has a sample of all the little teams that are going to come up. Uh, what's it called? An overture. Oh, yes, it's an overture. An overture is supposed to be at the beginning. Although I did have that thing where I go, on today's into your head podcast blah 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 so that's the nearest you get to an overture in this sort of thing and i hadn't i've already recorded that so that won't include uh, anything about this thing with the fishes and the loaves and the well uh so think of it as a nice little bonus surprise stuck in at the end anyway good morning You've been listening to Neil tell you stories about cats probably. Neil talks a lot about cats. Send your topic suggestions to studio at interyourhead.com. Hey, 
to your head.